Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Hi. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I am well. What's going on? Not a whole lot. We're kind of preparing for this whole holiday travel round two situation. I feel like we just got back from Thanksgiving, but yeah, they're really close now yeah. this year. Yeah. It's been a little bit stressful, but I, I keep telling myself it's a good kind of stress. It's the stress that I'm looking forward to, but it's just that drive. It's a quick turnaround. But yeah. Yeah. I don't really know that I have any exciting updates, but <laughs> I feel like you're the, you're the doer over here. So what's been going on with you? Well, I have some updates, but a lot of my updates are just like, hey, I'm more pregnant than the last time we talked. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did start doing the blood sugar work. Um, You know, I was kind of not excited about getting started, but now I'm kind of excited now that I'm taking data again. (laughs) (laughs) You're happy. Um, And it's actually really good. Like it's, I I remember my numbers when I was pregnant with Connor, when I was regularly taking my blood sugar and my fasting has improved by like 15 points, which is awesome. I mean, I've, you know, made a lot of dietary changes over the last five years, I'd say. And some of them kind of take a while to really affect your insulin resistance and how, how your body's responding to food. So, so it's exciting to see that. I I would, my initial thought is that I do not have gestational diabetes. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a doctor, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's exciting. That's huge. So, so I'll take my data for a couple weeks and, but what we're generally looking for is fasting. So you wake up in the morning before you've had any food, your blood sugar, your blood glucose reading to be under a hundred and an hour after eating, they say it should be under 140. I think generally under 120 is probably ideal. Um, but that it really gives you more information than the uh, glucola test because it's not even a diagnostic test. It's just kind of a how does your body respond to this one thing? So, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting information. Um, and I guess part of, so I had my midwife appointment on Monday and I hadn't gone in about six weeks. I've kind of been just staggering these a little more because it's a pain to get over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm sure everything's fine. And I, I do have to do that other ultrasound still for the placenta. Like we're just kind of putting that off too because she's like, well, if you do it again too early and it's like, oh, you might just need another ultrasound in four more weeks. And it's like, you might as well just wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, as long as I am not like a nervous wreck and I don't need to know now, which I don't. So, um, but then, so I went to this appointment Monday and it had been six weeks and I gained 13 pounds and she's like the whole pregnancy. She's been like, you could stand to gain more. You could stand to gain more. And then like, she's like 13 pounds in six weeks, two pounds a week. That's a lot. And I'm like, uh, oh. yeah, it's, um, and that's with Connor. I was kind of gaining pretty well. Uh, like on the lower end. And then my third trimester, I started gaining two to three pounds a week for the whole third trimester. Oh gosh. Um, So it seems like that's kind of happening again. (laughs) At least you're consistent. Yeah. It it was just really, really difficult. And I know we talked about this kind of in the breastfeeding episode because I didn't lose that weight until 
15 months postpartum. Like I was carrying quite a bit. So yeah, it's starting to seem like that's happening again. And, um, just kind of tying back into the blood sugar. I, I do want to be conscious of the carbs I'm consuming. Um, I'm not going to restrict food overall. And even in terms of carbohydrates, like I'm not, I'm still going to have some fruit and some starch, but I might start to limit that a little bit more. Um, I am willing to gain weight if that's what my body needs to do to nourish my baby. I'm just, I, I am hoping to maybe not gain quite as much as I did with Connor if possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. And I think with, with Connor, after I had him, like the amount of obsession around the breastfeeding, like I was having so many lactation cookies. Like I think it was, uh, and even I kept telling my husband and he was wonderful. He kept making them for me and he knew how stressed out I was, but, uh, I kept telling him like, put less sugar, put less sugar, but it's still like, oats and maple syrup and chocolate chips and right. you know some other things but it's like that's not the best meal <laughs> uh, <laughs> like oh three cookies um so I do want to be conscious of that and try to try to have some of that in mind and even um I did mention that we supplemented with some homemade formula like just kind of make some of that before the baby's here so that I could kind of have that ready to go if needed. I, I just, I really, really, really hope to not freak out about all of it this time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least and just take care of myself is. a little better. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just, not. yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems easy to, easy to say on this side of it though. Cause I, I just like, I don't know. I, I have this fear that like this flip is gonna, or this switch is gonna flip after I have the baby. And then it's like, Oh, all of a sudden I can't, think straight anymore <laughs> like everything's an emotional mess but yeah um yeah that was a lot <laughs> yeah. you had to get that out it's okay <laughs> I guess I did so yeah I, I also haven't been exercising as much in this pregnancy so I did call and get a trainer to kind of start getting that going again uh we're gonna start actually on Christmas Eve um oh wow first appointment so I think that should help. Like I just like having somebody look at my form and make sure, mm -hmm. you know, the center of balance has definitely moved. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's on my mind again. I'm not, I'm not going to try to starve myself to like not gain weight or get my body back after I have the baby. Right. But if I can make some healthy modifications, I'm going to try. I think that's so important. Yeah. And I also got a note for, uh, in my appointment on Monday that my midwife was recommending I work from home, which I think is partially just due to me telling her, yeah, I've been really stressed. I've been traveling so much for work. I, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's just kind of a lot. And I think that'll help like just being able to stop my day at four o'clock, maybe go to the gym instead of stop my day, commute home and mm. um, then go pick up my son right away. I'm hoping it gives me a little bit of me time. Um, just not having the commute and the whole like getting dressed and all that. Yeah, that's great. That is And great. naps at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Naps at lunch. That's a great good. perk. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm just like starting to get really excited. So it's 80 more days until mm. uh, my due date. And so I started like buying a few things and uh, I still like really loved that episode I did with Rochelle, the, the so non-toxic. Okay, good. You listen to it now. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, I, it, for me, it made things so much more clear. Like it, it seemed like this whole thing where it was really difficult to like, oh, it seems so overwhelming. Like I have to non-tox my whole home or like ignore it. And it's just like, okay, no, I can get some organic cotton clothes for my new baby and check 
the check what the diapers are made of. And so I'm, it's actually kind of exciting. Like I'm, I've started to shop for the baby. So (laughs) that is really exciting. Yeah. Great. uh, yeah, that's most of my updates. My other one was just kind of Connor. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, but my 26 month old is almost 27th month old is quite a handful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. There have been some major emotions. I think today my son cried. I was boxing you. I think it was 15 to 20 minutes and I'm talking scream cried over shoes to wear outside. He was all dressed to go out, bundled up to the hilt, but the shoes. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh, come on. You're a smart boy. I know you understand. You can't wear with summertime shoes outside. It's 20 degrees. But but anyway, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just exhausting, like trying to leave anywhere or yes. like oh my gosh. Um and I don't think like that, you know, they talk about the terrible twos, but it's like, he is so adorable, mm-hmm. like most of the time, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like, but then he's just like running around the house, like a crazy person, like literally just like circling around and around and around for a half hour. And then like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a fun new stage. I, I feel like it maybe, yeah, it's like changing now. It wasn't like right when he turned two. It's just like all of a sudden like, oh, oh, and everything's poop. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even started potty training yet, but for some reason it's poop, any (laughs) any type of bathroom (laughs) genitalia thing. Just like, okay, dude, calm down. Yeah. He was like singing last night. He's like, Frosty, the poop, poop with the poop, 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 poop. (laughs) It starts so young. I don't think I was expecting that. I know. I'm like, okay, I have a boy. My sweet little baby is gone. I know. Yeah, that's a hard realization. <laughs> yeah. And then we've been having some bedtime struggles again where uh, we're kind of just like laying next to his bed now for way longer than I want to. Yeah. Like we put him in his bed and then one of the two of us is laying there and then it's impossible to get back up and do anything oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh it's like, like whoever is in there in the dark laying down for 45 minutes like you're going straight to bed after that so <laughs> yeah. um so we're kind of like really we need to figure something out but we don't we just don't know what to do yeah I wish I had suggestions for you but it's not easy. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Your son still naps, right? He does. Most of the time. I yeah. didn't say that out loud, but yeah, there's been, it's been more and more recently that we've been boycotting them. So like okay. a couple here and there, but now it's, it's getting consistent and I don't love that. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah. So this is kind of our new year's episode. Um, yeah. We're talking about detox resolutions and then maybe some healthy swaps like if you're if your resolution is to eat healthier we're we're going to go into how you can make some changes that would be lasting so mm-hmm. um this is I, I don't know it's an exciting time of year for me <laughs> I love it too do you do maybe not for the same reasons <laughs> <laughs> we will see <laughs> But yeah, so we wanted to talk about detox because it is a pretty big buzzword, especially this time of year. I mean, I think we've all, or at least the majority of us got have fallen into the trap of a cleanse or a juice fast or some sort of detox. I mean, it's a pretty common word. Um, But really, just to break it down even further, your body is continuously detoxifying. And it's something that just happens where you don't even have to think about it. And it's just kind of your body healing itself, repairing itself. And it's it's a natural process. That being said, <laughs> there are a lot of hiccups that can happen um, throughout that whole process. So there's a few systems that are involved in detoxification, one of them being the cardiovascular system, actually. So your blood is a huge... Um, 
it's a way that everything gets transported throughout your body, right? Like it's your blood's transporting molecules here, there, and everywhere. And it's your blood's very, very sensitive to toxins. So once something yucky gets in there, it's basically a shuttle for all these toxins um, mixed in with the good stuff that we need too. So it's just kind of getting carried all throughout your body. And if these other systems aren't if they're clogged up and not quite snapping at their regular pace, then, you know, everything gets a little backed up and um, that's where problems start to come up. So the biggest, well, I don't know if it's actually the biggest, it's the biggest one for me. And the one that I work on the most with my clients is um, the digestive system. I mean, I think we all know that we have to be peeing and pooping to be (laughs) detoxifying. Like, I mean, that's a huge thing, especially I'm going through this really intense tailored mold detoxification protocol. So this was one of the things that I had to make sure I was on top of before I could even start this was, um, you're eliminating your bowels. So your digestive system is always scanning for these little invaders and it's eliminating toxins and other things that your body can't use um, throughout, um, basically just, um, pooping and peeing your digestive system it actually starts in the brain. So you have to be in what we call a parasympathetic state. So it's this, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's more of a rest and digest, relax state because most of us aren't really in that state ever, especially when we're eating. There's our phones going off or the TV or we're eating in the car on the way to the next thing. So our bodies aren't really primed for eating. And so you're typically what happens is you don't have enough stomach acid because your brain isn't telling everything down south to start working to get ready to eat. And that can be a huge problem for many reasons, but especially when you're talking about detoxification, because oftentimes this food, these molecules, when it when it does start to get broken down a little bit more, it kind of causes the problems with your intestines. So they're absorbing, eliminating, just kind of like going through their thing with with food and other toxins, substances in your body, whatever it may be. But whenever these things aren't properly digested or completely broken down, it can kind of, these, these molecules might be too big or whatever the case may be, but they, they kind of get into an, into a fight with your intestines, right? Like they're pushing their way in, things are pushing their way out that shouldn't necessarily be. And this can cause more of a a permeable, a permeable membrane than it already is. And that's where you can, I don't know if you've heard leaky gut, that's kind of becoming a bigger thing that people are talking about more. Um, basically your GI membrane just isn't intact. And when this happens, it can cause actually an autoimmune flare. Um, people who don't have like, say a family history of an autoimmune disease or anything like that might find themselves in this position because your body's so inflamed, things are getting in and out and it's just kind of attacking itself. So I don't know. I I think the digestive system is a huge, huge, huge one that needs to be functioning before you even think about detoxing. Because um, typically, as you're going through these processes and your liver, which performs over 500 functions in your body, one of the main ones is filtering toxins from your blood and other things. Um, When that gets clogged up, and it's, it's not uncommon. I mean, there's a lot of different toxins that we are coming into contact with every day, but it, it, can't, it can't filter these things out. So you start to detox and you're pulling all this, the, the toxins out of your body and you think this is going to be a great thing, but your liver's clogged or you have this leaky gut situation going on. So what happens to these toxins when they're just floating back around in your body again, either in your lymphatic system or in your blood or wherever they may be coming out, they're just hanging out there and they can't get out because say you're constipated or, or whatever. So you're actually probably making yourself sicker. Best case scenario. I know, I know for me, I've done, um, a detox before where I clearly had digestive issues and I was so bloated and so nauseous and I was mad that this wasn't working for me. And I blamed whatever it was that I was doing. And it was, you know, a huge, huge thing that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. So I don't want to see anybody getting sicker (laughs) over New Year's when they're in this detox. Have you done a detox before, Michelle? I I haven't done this a whole lot. I did juicing back in the day, which can be very detoxifying if you don't eat all day and you're doing juice fasting. But yeah, I was going to comment on that. The 
So a lot of toxins are just stored in your fat cells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's kind of this safe place for your body to keep them. And they're inside the cell. They're not in your bloodstream. They're not having to be filtered by your liver. So they can kind of hang out there peacefully without doing any damage for a while. But you start these detox protocols where you try to get them out of your cells, then it gets into your bloodstream, your liver's having to filter it again. Um, And that's where you kind of get these symptoms again, where they could have been, even though you had a toxic load in your body, uh, it was kind of dormant. And now you're having to deal with it. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely not it it like sounds sexy like who do a 3 day detox and uh, the the thing about that is if you have these toxins in your body and in your fat cells it can stop you from losing fat mm-hmm. so it is kind of appealing to say oh I'll do a detox protocol and then technically if you are able to eliminate these toxins now your body may be able to get rid of these fat cells because it's not using these fat cells to store whatever it is you're holding on to. So it's a nice idea, but I think the way it's marketed does ignore a lot of this stuff. Like, are you sure you're able to eliminate it from your body once you release it from your cells? So I'm really glad you said that because that's exactly what mold is. And when I first, um, one of the main symptoms for me was bloating and weight gain because of that reason. Um, it was a dormant toxin. So yeah, pulling that out and oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think some of the different ways, like you said, digestion, poop in urine, like making sure you're eliminating that way. At least once a day pooping at least. Once and really you should be, yeah, in urination, you should be able to say that you're going about as much as you're taking in, mm-hmm. in, in terms of fluids. Um, breath is another way that yeah. toxins can be released. So your lungs get rid of a lot uh, through breathing. So even things like doing less shallow breathing, like breathing at the top of your chest all the time, you're actually not getting these full breaths where you're able to eliminate that way. Um, sweat, obviously. So if your pores are clogged, like you have, um, you're putting products on your skin that clog your pores, uh, including antiperspirant. So that's the whole thing. Like its job is to clog your pores. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, that's why natural deodorants, they're not antiperspirants. They, they allow you to sweat, but they mask the odor versus like an antiperspirant actually puts metal into those pores and blocks sweat from coming out. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting this on your underarms and then doing a detox protocol, like you might need to be getting rid of some of that through your sweat and you're not able to. Um, But also just if your skin, um, if you have a lot of like excess dry skin, uh, it can keep sweat from coming out. So things like dry brushing to exfoliate are really good for being able to detoxify through sweat. Yeah. Plus that really helps your lymphatic system and dry brushing and movement are absolutely critical because your lymphatic system doesn't circulate like your blood does. So you kind of have to get moving. And even if it's just a walk or rebounding, stretching, whatever, whatever works for you, you know, but, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like your, your blood pumps so frequently throughout the day and the lymphatic moves extremely slowly and a lot can get stored up in your lymph nodes. Uh, but blood flow too, just the same exercise and movement are good for, uh, helping, helping eliminate that. But, but also if we're talking back on the fat cells, that's where, if that's your goal of the detox, movement obviously is going to help you. Okay. You've released the toxins from your cells. Now you're actually helping to get rid of some of those, some of the fat as well. But, mm-hmm. um, plus just eating a diet that isn't overly processed. I mean, all the stuff that we technically know, but we can find ourselves in these, you know, kind of, kind of bad habits, I guess, but 
pretty much if you're eating processed food that's just lifeless and doesn't have a big nutrient density to it, it's just seen as a toxin by your body. So, and it just perpetuating the issue. And like, like you said, Michelle, you're not going to be losing any fat cells or really getting anything moving um, when you're just eating that all the time. So, and even, even say you have a really huge meal, like for dinner or something, if you're eating, or even if you're just snacking all the time, if you're just kind of eating constantly, you're not really giving your body, namely your digestive system, but you're not giving it enough time to kind of clean house and move everything through before you're adding more on. I'm not saying starve yourself or just eat minimally. I'm, I'm, I think, I don't know, because I know there's a lot of inconsistency with intermittent fasting and things like that, but I typically stop eating seven or eight at night. And whenever I eat breakfast, I don't know, it's usually seven or eight the next morning if I'm lucky and the toddler allows me. Um, so that gives my body at least 12, 13 hours to just kind of clean house and move everything along. So that's, you don't necessarily have to take a pill or a powder to detoxify. You just have to support the processes that your body is already going through or trying to go through managing your stress, of course, because your blood sugar gets all screwed up when you're constantly pumping out cortisol and that impairs your detox, eating good fats and hydrating, 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 hydrating. That's such a huge one. And I know now that it's colder, at least for me, it's the one that I overlook probably the most. So that helps you obviously not only nourish your cells and keep everything moving, but it helps you eliminate. It helps you poop. It helps you pee. And you're just flushing out those toxins. And again, like you said, with the breathing, it's helping your lungs too. It's helping keep everything moist and just flowing and detoxing. So that's kind yeah. of that. But. And that's um, like what I said with the juicing. Um, that's where it actually comes from you giving that digestive system a rest. Like you, you really don't have to do as much in your digestive tract when you're just taking in juice without the fiber. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another way to detoxify without buying shakes or something. But some of that, I think it is important to be using organic fruits and vegetables if you're using juicing as a detox, but uh, that's something I was pretty into before, but it can be a lot of carbohydrates. So if you have blood sugar issues, that might be something to be aware of. Um, yeah, I think there's just this this sexiness around detox where it's like, oh, it must be good because mm-hmm. it's going to detoxify me. So if it's some shake that has a bunch of additives or um, if it's a, a juice, but it's all fruit juices, like it doesn't mean it's healthy just because it has the word detox on it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, and, and it, I've only, like you asked if I had ever done a detox, the only time I've ever considered it was for things like weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your situation is different with the mold. Like, you know, specifically what you want to eliminate and that's, yeah. So there are two phases of detoxification. So your body has a phase one detox, which is a single pathway and it's running all the time. And there are some things that can just get detoxified from phase one. So like caffeine is something that your body does have to process and detoxify when it takes it in, but it only needs this phase one pathway to do that. And for most people, the phase one is in decent shape, like where you are able to eliminate basic, basic toxins day to day. And then there's phase two detoxification, which actually has six different pathways. So that's why some of these things that are marketed, you'll see like a heavy metal detox and it's because it's different constituents that'll break that down and eliminate it from your body than mold or um, even like people can get overloaded from ibuprofen or uh, medications like that because that requires both phases of detoxification to eliminate from your body. So that's where it is possible that you have you have these six different pathways for the phase two that one of them isn't functioning properly and you're not able to 
eliminate certain types of toxins. So like I said, like heavy metals, if you're exposed to them greatly and your elimination isn't great for them, then it can easily build up. So yeah. Yeah. That's why working with someone is really important who can dig in to this. It's yeah, it's really hard to tell from from some bottle like mm-hmm. oh detox shake um, yeah. is that actually what you need to eliminate what you're trying to eliminate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Do you want to switch gears into resolutions? Yeah, I think that's that's good. One of my re- resolutions is not to do a detox, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're in that space, so it's oh my gosh. Well, do you want to, do you want to update us on the mold detox? Yeah, actually I just sent in a, um, my, a retest, I guess it is just this week. So I have at least, I think it's about a two week turnover before I get my results. So I'm really crossing my fingers. So probably by the time this airs, I'll have them. (laughs) Okay. So I've been feeling really, really good though. Um, I have been alternating days of doing the specific killing of the mold in my body. So basically pulling it out of those fat stores where it's all nice and safely hidden and happy and then absorbing it, like binding it up with like a, an activated charcoal mixture, kind of bentonite clay type of thing. Um, and I've been alternating that with just some gut healing stuff because I have some, I have some healing that I need to do. I found out and I've been feeling really good overall. My energy has been incredible. We had the remediation right before Halloween. So two-ish months now. Um, so I'm really hopeful that everything I've been doing, and I've been, I've been really trying to be good to myself and some days are better than others, but I, I definitely have a problem when I'm home, which I always am. (laughs) So just my problem is remembering to eat consistently for some reason. It's like, there's a time warp in this house and I can just get so caught up doing something with my son or something around the house. And it's just, Oh, okay. I need to eat. So I know I have some blood sugar stuff going on too, that um, isn't helping my detox situation, but I've been using an infrared sauna to sweat too. I've actually been doing enemas. That's another detoxification thing that I didn't touch on. Um, I've been doing coffee enemas and I know it sounds insane and people are so freaked out by that, but I swear to you, it has been the best, (laughs) the best detox thing for me personally. So I've been doing about one a week and that's something that I've kind of started, um, like all, like this whole detoxification process, I've started low and slow because you don't want to just, especially for something so specific as this, if you jump in head first, you could have a, I believe it's called a Herx, a Herx reaction where you just feel like these toxins are just out in your body. Like I was talking about earlier with no place to go and they, they could just make you feel nauseous and dizzy and sick and tired. And I did feel really fatigued, really, really fatigued when I first started doing this. Um, I think I went in a little hard. It's just, you know, you want all this stuff out of you. So, um, yeah, all that to say that it's been going on three months, three months of detox. So I'm hopeful by now. I know it's, it's pretty quick, but we're really anxious to grow our family. And I just really need to see that I'm making progress, at least with this. So I'm hopeful. But, yeah. So is that something, will you continue to do some of this detox stuff if your test comes back and it's like in the normal range again? Um, probably a huge part of this for me is mental too. And just believing that my house is actually safe to live in now because the type six in me is like, okay, well, if I'm seeing progress, is that because I've been detoxing and is it still here (laughs) or is it just because it's gone and I'm actually healing. So that's been an interesting thing to come to terms with. But I think until like we really start trying to have a baby, I'm going to keep doing the detox thing just to make sure. Cause I'm sure it's not, my numbers aren't going to be at zero with how unbelievably high they were, but just yeah. to see them, you know, going down. So yeah, I, I will continue that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I have done colonics before, like gone to a place to get a colonic. I've never done my own. That seems yeah, very ambitious. <laughs> it's, it's a learning curve, but um, but I do think it's important to make sure because you can eliminate some of your bacteria in your large intestine if you do enemas or colonics. So you want to make sure you're re-inoculating that with a probiotic if you're doing those. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you said that because yeah, going ham on all this stuff is not a good idea. There's a lot of extra support that I've personally had to take like a solid, I'm taking a seeking health prenatal still fatty acids, mineral balancing. You just really want to stay on top of this stuff whenever you are doing a specific detox, especially, I mean, it's good practice as it is, but <laughs> yeah. Cause a colonic can actually be dehydrating too, because you're not giving, you're, you're taking the poop out of your body sooner than it would come out normally. So it's not getting that chance to reabsorb the minerals in the water. So yeah, definitely making sure mm -hmm. you're hydrating and replenishing the elect electrolytes is important too. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Yeah. Resolutions. Um, yeah. I think the detox just does kind of fit in with new year's. Like a lot of people, put that as part of a resolution. It, it, I think a lot of it just is around weight loss. Like mm -hmm. you, the gyms are packed after the first of the year and you, you do see a lot of these cleanses or people want to just get healthy for the new year or start. And it's, it tends to be in these extremes where it's like, they're selling you, Oh, this is, you'll get this new life or not even anybody selling it to you. You're selling it to yourself. Like I will be a new person in 2020. <laughs> yep. New year. Who this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work out every day. And now I'm going to, um, do a detox and lose 20 pounds or like whatever all the goals are. And, um, we're kind of, I think the work we do we're hoping to make slow and lasting changes. Mm -hmm. There are, there are people that in extreme change works well for, and I'm kind of one of those people. If I get really organized and I have like, okay, here's my checklist and I'm going to do these 20 things for 30 days and check it off every day. Like, um, shocked. I'm sure you are <laughs> my shocked face. <laughs> Um, you've never known me to use a spreadsheet. No, but, no. Um, What's that? So sometimes I like that, but a lot of times it's just too much and you quit. Yeah. So yeah, um, making it manageable. Like you could put lose 20 pounds on your resolution, but you're not gonna do that in two weeks or even a month. You know, it's yeah, small manageable changes, sticking it out for the long haul. I think we have we have shiny object syndrome, it seems like, you know, you just yeah. want you want and you want it right now. So, yeah. so Scott and I have a tradition. I think this will be our third year. Um, and I heard it from somebody else. I don't remember who, but we go to a coffee shop on New Year's Day and we will find a babysitter for Connor. We took him his first New Year's when he was like three months and it ruined it. <laughs> um, and we thought it would be super easy with the baby, but... Um, and Scott loves coffee shops. Like he just like, I don't know, he, he like pictures himself like, Oh, I'm going to be doing things like at the coffee shop. And so it works well. Like he's excited to go there and I never want to spend the money for the <laughs> whatever $2 and 50 cent cup of coffee or cup of tea, whatever I get. Um, but that's our tradition to go to a coffee shop. And then we just kind of talk about our goals together, like what, do we want to focus on what's going well? And this is something that I'm constantly doing this kind of planning and he isn't. So it gives us a chance to check in, like for him to buy into my goals, but also it just making sure we're moving on the same path. Like we want, we're moving towards the same things and are there things we need to look at? Um, because he doesn't tend to, like the second something bothers me, he knows about it. <laughs> it's mm. just how I am. Uh, everything's very intense. And with him, he, he can just go along for a long time and things are fine. And then it's like, then you give him an opening for something and it's like, oh, well, I've been really unhappy about this. And it's like, oh, why didn't you yes. say anything? So very similar to my husband and I. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... I, yeah, I just, I think it's a great time to check in uh, and we do it every once in a while. Like I've just been really busy lately trying to build up 
this podcast and being pregnant and like all this, you know, being a mom, there's just a lot of hats. And I, so we did check in more recently. It's not like we have to wait till once a year, but what are our big goals? So for us, we kind of came up with health and having a healthy pregnancy were big goals for us. So making sure we're encouraging each other to get time to go to the gym or take care of our mental health or cooking more at home. So um, making sure we're making time for that with all the other things going on. And then we said quality family time. So finding things we can do together. And that's something we kind of struggle with too, because Scott tends to play with Connor all the time. And I'm (laughs) doing, I'm just doing a lot of other things or cooking, you know, they go out to the park or to the pool and I'm cooking dinner and, um, but I want to be a part, (laughs) I want to be a part of it. So, and then, um, friendships was the third one, like making sure we're keeping up in being social. Cause it's, it's very easy to drop that if you don't make an effort. Oh my gosh. It really is. But then we also said that like this thing where I'm taking on all these extra things like nutrition school and podcasting and whatever else, like trying to start a business and health coaching. We, I said, this has to be really important because I don't feel really fulfilled in my career and I need there to be some sort of out even if it's three years from now (laughs) so um, he's been super supportive of yeah it is gonna take some of my time and take some of my time away from the family but we're we're agreeing that it's important so it's just really important that we're kind of on that same page and it's not something he's resenting me for so I love that. I think that's so important. I would actually like to borrow that idea. <laughs> All yours. Great. I, I love that. I love that you guys make an effort to check in because I mean, I can speak for myself here that it's just so easy to go through the seemingly mundane every day. And we don't check in like that on like a deeper level, you know? So I love that. I think that's very great. Well, and one thing that this is kind of even weird to say, but one of the goals that we chose not to focus on was our marriage. Um, And I think I wanted to make sure that we were making that choice consciously. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing horribly wrong with our marriage, but uh, that that sounded grim. (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, it's fine, but we're not doing date nights. We're not like Mm -hmm. spending this time in let's make sure we're emotionally connected every night or, you know, and and Mm -hmm. that's, I think it's a nice, like we both want that, but we've said with all the other things going on, we are going to put this off. Yeah. And, um, we both feel solid enough about our marriage. Like, if it, if it came to a point where we were worried about our marriage, not making it, I do think we'd make that a priority. But so we talked about that consciously that, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, things are busy right now. And we're not totally connected as much as we have been at other times. But that's, that's kind of okay. It's it's just in the postpartum period, it, it, at least with Connor, it was very difficult on our marriage. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of that's just everything is very emotional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, I like how you can, you two can talk about that objectively without all the emotion, not, you know, finger pointing or saying, I feel, I mean, obviously you could say, I feel hurt because of this or whatever, whatever, but you know what I mean? Like no one's getting angry or no one's saying, Oh, I'm not a priority. I just, I love that, that it can just be super objective. I think it's one of those things that if, if either one of us felt like it was urgent, then mm-hmm. we'd both we'd both do it. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we shuffle around, I stop doing school or I stop doing whatever we need to do so that we can, but neither one of us, neither one of us is, I guess, worried about it or. Yeah. That's great. And we still enjoy, enjoy each other. We play games and we do things. It's just not maybe the level of connection we've had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pre-baby <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. the right well, timeline I don't remember what that was like 
at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. My resolutions are a little different. I'm okay. one that tends to just kind of, I need, I need a brain dump probably more frequently than I do it. And I use, unfortunately, New Year's as a time to do that, where I just write out everything that I want or think that I might want. I don't know. It was interesting. I was kind of looking back on some of my 2019 resolutions and the ones that I didn't think would happen, like starting a podcast and rebranding my business happened. Like what? How? (laughs) It was crazy. Once I kind of released the how, how is this going to happen? It just opened the door for things to happen. So that was kind of interesting, but I am really not good at consistency. I don't know what it is in me. I swear I have ADD or something. Like my focus is just ping, 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 ping. So um, I'll sit down and make these resolutions. And I don't know, I guess, I guess maybe I do a better job than I give myself credit for just because I'm not consciously tying it back to the resolution all the time in my mind or otherwise. Um, Because a lot of the stuff I had was being present with my family and um, working on my health, which was an interesting twist in 2019, <laughs> and my business stuff. So it's it, it looks a lot different for me now that I have a kid than it did before. And I really think this year, I just, I love your tradition. I think that's so great. I think we're going to do that this year. Just, we really need to check in <laughs> with each other. So um, I'm kind of excited to see where that puts us because I know last year we talked a lot about doing things as a family. And unfortunately with my health and the remediation, we were not, we're still not in the best financial spot. So what we thought would be vacations or little mini trips or something, we had to kind of redo to like really cost-effective or free local trips, which has been super, super fun. And I'm so glad that we have those memories. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see it all written down and then just even just reflecting back on the year, what actually happened. So maybe there was a little more consistency in there than I gave myself credit for. Cause when we were talking about this, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really do resolutions. I just quit <laughs> in January, but um, yeah, I know for me personally this year, I really want to focus on having my body healthy for God willing a baby. And um, we really want to do some stuff to the house. So we're really trying, we're doing, we're starting the Dave Ramsey budget. I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like, like baby steps to, to a budget situation. So we're doing that and just hoping to get some health stuff done. And I just, I really want to be more present with my son. And that's funny to say, because I'm with him all the time, but I think like my brain just goes somewhere else sometimes. And it's almost like a defense mechanism where I'm just like, I just cannot do the same thing 30,000 times in a row. But, um, I think, I think I want to get better at just being present and enjoying 30,000 times saying nay in a funny voice or something. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at with resolutions. It's it's touch and go for me, but I like that. Well, I did want to mention there were, um, so like you said, with the consistency and the the tying it back to the, the resolution or the goal, um, I do really like the, I've been using the passion or no, I used the passion planner, which is an annual planner and it kind of maps out your goals. But lately I've been using the full focus planner Mm. and that one's quarterly. Um, So it's a full size like book for like 300 pages for one quarter, but it has you at the beginning kind of put all of your goals annually and then like which quarter are you going to work on them? And then, so it it does kind of have like a weekly check-in. So it's like daily and there's lots of space for notes, but it has a weekly check-in and a monthly check-in and it's kind of tying it back. And so I like that kind of stuff. Um, I guess lately I just haven't been, I felt kind of bogged down by like, I just kind of want to start cooking more again or just start uh, like exercising or um so I haven't been using it every day and that's where it bones me out because I'm like, oh, this this planner is so, you know, it's kind of pricey for just a quarter. And if I'm not actually using the daily pages and I could have done like, you know, two pages when you open the book, like both sides of the page being a full week versus like only one day. 
um, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be doing a ton of stuff every day to make it worth it. (laughs) So, but when I'm more focused on some of these business goals, um, I do like having the full page and it has lots of notes just to jot down like ideas or, um, you know, what I want to post on Instagram or creating a ebook or just things that you can, can keep moving. So I do really like that. And I think it's a, a nice way to track things if you are into tracking things. Yeah. I actually just ordered a planner this for 2020. That's brand new. And it's, I think an NTP created it and it's amazing. It has the different cycles of the moon and every month you get to, at the end, you get to write whatever didn't serve you for the full moon and just kind of like, it's meant to rip out and rip it up. And then the new moon, you can kind of refocus and write down your goals for the month and breaks it down that way. And like, wait, what's in season um, from a produce perspective. So it's just kind of like all these really cool kind of woo woo kind of not things that I am just I know I like how about. you were like waving your hands not that everybody could see this but it's, it's like she's like doing this little moon dance as she describes it I'm very excited about it <laughs> it has all the things yeah but yeah so yeah then just like really quick um to support some of you who might have resolutions about eating healthier I was just going to kind of give a few simple ideas, um, around, around doing that for yourself. So, um, a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I like to say, I like to stay starting with breakfast because a lot of times that is something that's very carbohydrate dense or has a lot of sugar with the traditional diet, uh, whether it's coffee with sugar added, like a mocha or something where, there's just a lot of sugar or cereal or even oatmeal, but it's from a flavored packet and it has, it's already, oatmeal is already a carbohydrate and then they're adding a bunch of sugar. So mm-hmm. it's a little different than adding some sugar to a full fat yogurt where, you know, it might be, you know, it might still be kind of balanced, but. Yeah, you can mitigate that blood sugar response there. Right. So that's, that's where I like to start a lot of people with is, is there a way to get some fat and protein and real food into your breakfast? And for people who like to cook ahead, I've, I've liked, I've done frittatas before in like a really big cast iron skillet where you can just cut a slice every morning and it's ready to go. Um, I try that. Some people think it's kind of soggy with the eggs. I like it. It probably depends on how you make it, but that's something I've liked. Um, also with oats, if you're, uh, an instant oats packet person, I think making a thing of oats on Sunday for the week can be something really good to do, but adding things like collagen or butter, uh, well, both, I guess. <laughs> um, so we will do, we'll do that sometimes here where I cook the oats in a rice cooker. It's super easy. And then I add a bunch of pasture raised butter, collagen. So you're getting that fat and protein in with the oats. And then I control how much, like I put some maple sugar in there and some raisins, but not to the point where it tastes necessarily sweet. Mm-hmm. So Um, and then it's also something me and Connor made oats last night and it's something you can put a lot of stuff in for a kid. Like if you want to put vitamins in there or probiotics or anything, um, it's, it's a good thing to like stir it in. But so that's something like that. Think about how you like to eat and how you can make a quick swap into having, or if you're skipping breakfast every day, like I think it's it's a really good thing to add because like they always talk about getting your metabolism started. If you have blood sugar issues and you're just having a coffee in the morning rather than eating breakfast, you're, you're actually relying on adrenaline to get your body going rather than using food. Um, so, so that's somewhere I really like to start. Uh, and then a couple other just swaps I really like to recommend if you're looking for 
some just like small ways to be a little bit healthier without having to totally overhaul things. Um, if you've never had pasture raised meat or like used meat from a farm or eggs from a farm, like try something like look for something local and just try it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and you can swap it into your regular recipes. For us, we do a CSA where we prepay, basically we prepay for all of our meat for the year in March. Um, and they do discounts on that. Um, just by kind of bulk, bulk loading it. So it's actually not that much money, more money than buying conventional meat in a store. It is more expensive, but it is not by a lot. Um, so, but yeah, don't, don't make like, oh, I have to switch everything I eat. Mm. Just try to find something like do some research, talk to people about local farms. So, mm-hmm. uh, or another thing I like is avoiding or trying to eliminate some processed sugar, soda, if you drink soda, artificial sweeteners, uh, like look for sweeteners and things. Cause I think that's an easy thing to say, let's try to reduce this. It's probably not serving my overall health. Um, uh, the oils in processed food. So there are some easy swaps, like just buying chips that were cooked in coconut oil instead of canola oil so it just start looking at labels of packaged food so there's so much that's cooked in sunflower oil or canola oil or uh, cottonseed oil or whatever else you find maybe even just starting to be aware of that and not even trying to change it right away but just looking at it I think is a nice goal to have (laughs) like being aware of okay, here's, here's all the things that contain canola oil that I consume in a day and yeah. be aware of that. Sit up, sit with that and say, is this something I could avoid something I want to swap? Um, and you'd also want to count anything that was cooked at a restaurant. Yeah. So like a salad wouldn't really be cooked in an oil, but most hot foods at a restaurant are going to be cooked in that same kind of hydrogenated oils or seed oils um and then yeah anything that says uh partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated on it so again just awareness and then uh trying some new recipes if you wanted to try things that maybe include more vegetables like get a couple of go-tos and you don't have to be making a different meal every night for a month like (laughs) if there's things you really like uh, we will tend to eat something a lot and then get sick of it after like six months of having it every other week, but, uh, and having lots of leftovers, but I, it works. Like if you find something you like, so, um, and then just back to, I, when I was talking about the processed sugar, I do think if it's something you're making at home, like a baked good, um, or, uh, there's probably a lot of issues in the baked goods with, with the processed flour, the sugar, all that. But uh, things you're making at home or sweetening at home, using maple syrup or honey, like it's still going to give you that sweet taste, but it's it's not hitting your blood sugar in the same way as white sugar. And it's also more nutrient dense. Like it's like white sugar is very devoid of any nutritional value where honey and maple sugar at least have some. Mm-hmm. So. And just real quick on the sugar, when you're looking at labels, typically anything that ends in OS, O-S-E, watch out for that because that's, sugar can hide under a lot of different names. And I'm sure we've talked about this before, but OS is a big one. So just wanted to say. So those were my, my tips. Yeah. I think those are awesome and they're completely doable and not overwhelming at all. And I don't know, do you use the Cook Once, Eat All Week book by Cassie Garcia? We love that. I think it's just a really easy stepping stone into kind of incorporating more vegetables or whatever, like different different meats or different foods or whatever. I, know you don't I like it too. Thing, but it just makes it easy. The grocery lists are there. So yeah, sometimes for me, it's a bit much because I feel like I have to do the whole week or nothing. And it's yeah. like, I don't know, but I, I do like it a lot. Um, like if I'm going to make something like a pork shoulder where there's a lot of meat, I want to turn it into 
three different recipes instead of just eating pork with a side every night. <laughs> right. So it's like, she has these awesome, like, so the structure is like a week would use the same, some of the same base ingredients. So you're making something like a big pork shoulder, but it's, it's three different recipes throughout the week. So it might be like a stuffed sweet potato for one of the recipes and you eat that for two nights and then you know, there's something else with pork shoulder. And so I, I do really like it because it allows you to, I, I guess, cook once and eat all week. <laughs> <laughs> Love but it. It gives you the variety. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's, yeah. So, yeah, I like that. That's, that's a great tip. So, but we are here if you have any questions. If yeah. there's, if you want tips on certain things or um, even even if it's like you want ways to cook things differently, feel free to email us at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and we can address it on the podcast. Um, yeah. You've been doing this long enough that we've probably got a few tricks up our sleeves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you have these resolutions, we, we are here to support you and wish you a lot of luck and hopefully and hopefully making some lasting changes. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Happy 2020, everybody. Oh my gosh. I need to process that. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you liked what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.